In the name of one God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, good morning. I do promise that was planned. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. That is the theme of Game of Thrones, which the, the final season starts tonight and brings with it great anticipation. But this morning, I thought it was a great segue as we consider a Game of Thrones, or more what I'm liking to call a Game of Crowns. This morning is Palm Sunday. And Holy Week begins, and we head for the end of Lent to the transition into Easter. This morning is all about the triumphal entry of Jesus riding the donkey into Jerusalem. And I want to make three points about crowns in the sermon this morning. The first put point, where God actually puts the crown. The second, where we place the crown, and the third and final point, putting the crown back where it belongs. This, I will be, in the gospel we spoke outside that you heard read out there, if you did hear that read, it was Luke 19, in which the sermon will start us off, and we will end in the passion which we heard read from all of you so nicely this morning. So we begin the journey into Holy Week now. So let us dive into that day on the triumphal entry. Here is the context. It is Passover week. And any thousands, hundreds of thousands of good God-fearing Jews are going to be descending upon the city of Jerusalem as it is Passover, which was the high holy day remembering and celebrating that God had freed them from the ruthless Egyptian Pharaoh. And on the one, once, uh, once a year, as they would make this pilgrimage to, to Jerusalem, the Jews were just amped up. And it was a very euphoric, just remembering the past, what had been done on their behalf. But as if it weren't enough, word has been spreading. Jesus has been going along the countryside, performing some miracles, and his popularity is coming to a head. And as we began Lent, we heard John the Baptist and others saying, one is coming. The Messiah is coming, and by now we have even heard of Jesus referring to his, himself as the one true king and the Messiah that had been prophesied to come. So you can take that normal excitement, that palatable excitement that Jews have, must have been uh, feeling upon Passover week and just multiply that with the rumors going around that, yes, indeed, the Messiah might arrive today. And here, as Jesus is going on his way into Jerusalem, we need to consider what he is writing. 
Why is there a whole paragraph dedicated to a donkey that he would ride? This is not the typical, what a triumphant king would ride. A, a warring, victorious king could be found naturally on a big, powerful white stallion that would be very decorated. And yet, Jesus rides in on the most humble of creatures, a donkey. And one thing that this symbolizes is donkeys were actually a symbol of peace. And this is significant for us this morning as God is putting the crown where it belongs. In Zechariah 9.9, it reads this. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. This is a prophecy from Zechariah that was written hundreds and hundreds of years before the triumphal entry would happen. And by riding into town on a donkey, Jesus is proclaiming that yes, indeed, he is the coming. The one true king, the Messiah, has entered into Jerusalem. And this is a beautiful thing to know is that this prophecy and all messianic prophecy was fulfilled by Jesus in these weeks and other times in scripture as Holy Week begins. The donkey down to every last detail that we're able to discuss and that you heard was for the purpose of Christ announcing the one true king. The Messiah has arrived into Jerusalem. That leads us to our second point. Where do we put the crown? As God riding in on the donkey, Jesus riding in, puts the crown on Jesus and what he had come to do. But for us, where do we place the crown? You, like me, might battle with the, the temptation of realizing or hoping that you are in control of every aspect and detail of your life. But as we sit here all this morning, we have all crowned something or a number of somethings that we have probably given ultimate control to in our lives. For example, if you are the high school senior or junior for that matter, and your life has become about the pursuit of what is next and trying to get into that perfect school. Now that pursuit in itself is not a bad thing, but if you put a crown upon that pursuit, you become at the mercy of the pursuit and it drives you and it is all that you are about. With your career, if you put the crown on your career with the pursuit of power or prestige or money or, or what you get through your career, if you put the crown on it, you become living at the mercy of your career. Any relationship from a significant other to a friend to a deep friendship, if you put a crown on it, you are at the mercy of that relationship. I know one, I constantly go with my personal battle of placing the crown on something or with my boys. 
that I love dearly, Jackson and Gabe. And I will fight for them and want to bring them up to the best of my knowledge and know-how. But if I put a crown on each of them that wasn't meant to be there, I give them a type of control and I find myself at their mercy, which is not at the design of how it was supposed to be. This morning, as you arrived, what crown or crowns do you realize that you have put on things that those crowns should not be there? And that brings us to our third and final point, actually putting the crown back where it belongs. In essence, this is what Holy Week is all about, as we have begun the journey with Jesus in remembrance and celebration today with Palm Sunday. After all, Jesus arriving, Jesus didn't come to lead some political revolution that would be lost to the pages of history. And he didn't ride into Jerusalem just to throw down some laws that would actually just make us better people. He came in such a way that would become the only way that would hold the power to transform the human heart by him going to and enduring his cross. That's why we see the Pharisees at the end of Luke 19, the gospel reading we had outside, we see the Pharisees rebuking Jesus and saying, will you tell your followers to stop worshiping you like you are some kind of real king? And Jesus answers the naysayer Pharisees, I could silence the disciples, but if I did, the rocks would cry out. What a beautiful thing to think about. Not only was Jesus welcomed in Jerusalem this morning with the parade of palms, this is actually the first rock concert in his name. <laughs> Sorry for the bad joke. <laughs> but you see, Jesus is no ordinary king. This king happens to be God right here in the flesh. He won't leave the the uh, experiences of the end of his life that we remember in Holy Week this coming Thursday and Friday, he won't leave there with a jeweled crown. Instead, they will put upon him a crown of thorns. And they will put a sign above his cross that actually, if they thought as a one final humiliate, humiliate him, the king of the Jews. But little did they know what would happen the three days later. Jesus rides into town on a donkey, and he finishes the week dying for the sins of the entire world. To also, we could hear the beautiful words as he dies on the cross, it is finished. What is finished? The reign of sin and death is finished. As we see Satan's hands on the world it is finished. We see Satan's claws being taken off the world and the true king, our Messiah, our Savior, saying, that world is mine. Those people, the followers of mine, they are mine. Death is destroyed. Sin is destroyed because he didn't stay in the grave. The work of salvation has been done. The price the sacrifice for our sins has been paid. And because of it, 
your identity in Christ has been sealed forever. It is not a small thing that we remember and celebrate with this Palm Sunday, with the triumphal entry, and with Holy Week this week. We receive his forgiveness and respond by making him our king, our Lord, and our Savior. And as we shout Hosanna, which actually translates to God save us now, because Jesus is the true king who came to die that we all may live. Amen.